You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. The Titans have a critical matchup against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore set for this weekend that will go a long way in determining whether or not the Tennessee Titans will make the playoffs and exactly where they will end up seeding-wise in the playoffs if they do make it in. So a big point in the Titans season, and I am breaking the game down from all angles on today's Locked On Titans podcast. We are going to go over my keys to the game from a schematic and game plan standpoint. Going to give you one for the Titans offense. Going to give you one for the Titans defense. And then, of course, going to give you one that just covers the entire team as a whole. So talk about my three keys to victory for the Titans from a macro view. And then we will zoom in a little bit, talk about the individual players to watch in this key matchup against the Ravens. So I will give you three on offense, give you three on defense as well, and then we will jump into the miscellaneous portion of our game preview to cover every single other possible angle out there. We will talk fantasy in my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview where I give you my season-long plays and my daily fantasy plays from the Titans' perspective. Then we will talk about gambling with keeping it plus 100. I will tell you what the spread is on the Titans game, what the over-under currently is on the Titans game, and how I would play it if I wanted to make things a little bit more interesting on Sunday. I will also give you the most up-to-date injury report and cap off the show with with my game and my score prediction for this game. So a jam-packed, massive football Friday. But next week, I will be back with some fire Monday through Friday content for you as well. Monday, we will recap the game, including everyone's favorite segment, Tighten Up, Tighten Down, where I look at some individual performances and give out my grades for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tuesday is Tic Tac Tuesday with our Tic Tac 4-pack, breaking down the four most impactful plays from the game from an X's and O's standpoint. Wednesday is Rewatch Wednesday where I go over all of my additional analysis from re-watching the coach's film multiple times. Thursday is a crossover Thursday to get us ready for preparing for the next game against the Indianapolis Colts. And next week on Friday, we have another Football Friday. So make sure that you don't miss any of the content I will be pumping out Monday through Friday year-round on the Locked On Titans podcast. So subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. But we have a game to preview. The Titans face a critical moment in their season against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. Let's get it! This 
This is a critical moment in the Tennessee Titans season as they face what could be considered a fork in the road for their season. If the Titans come out victorious, they move to 7-3. and three. They are in a great position to get one of the wild card spots in the AFC after just beating one of their direct wild card competitors. And right now, the team that sits figuratively and literally directly in front of the Titans in the playoff race? Or will the Titans drop this game, go to 6-4, and four, and have an uphill climb to make it into the playoffs after a promising 5-0 and start? So the Tennessee Titans season and what it will be going forward will be defined on Sunday. And here are the keys to victory for the Titans. First, on the offensive side of the ball, the Titans have to find a way to score first or at least score often early and get an early lead. Last year when the Titans played the Ravens in the playoffs, they were able to have a 14-6 halftime lead that was critically important to them winning that game. Also, in two of the Ravens' three losses this year, they were losing at halftime. The Ravens are a great running team. They are not so great at throwing the ball. They're the second best rushing team in the NFL, running for 164 yards on average each game, but they are the second worst passing offense in the NFL, only throwing for 184 yards per game. So the Titans need to take away the run and force the Ravens to throw the ball, not by anything on defense, but by using their offense as a weapon, scoring early, scoring often, getting that early lead, and forcing the Ravens to get away from what they do so well, and that's running the ball. So that's how the Titans' offense needs to put themselves in position to win. On defense, the Titans need to copy what they did in the playoffs last year against the Ravens, as that is a defensive game plan that's been copied by multiple teams this season to take on the Ravens. So just to rehash what that game plan was. On the defensive line, the Titans have to mush rush in the pass game. They can't be incredibly aggressive going uphill against Lamar Jackson. That'll allow him rushing lanes to scramble up the middle or to break contain outside and get on the perimeter. The Ravens do a great job in that backyard football style scramble drill. The Titans can't let them do that. They need to contain Lamar Jackson in the pocket, keep him in there and force him to make accurate throws downfield throughout the game. This is something that the Titans also did against Josh Allen in the Bills earlier in the season, and that game plan worked to success. The Titans need to copy that here, so the defensive line needs to mush rush, contain Lamar Jackson in the pocket, force him to stay in the pocket throughout the game, and then on the back end in the passing game, the Titans need to play zone defense. Lamar Jackson is much better over the middle of the field than he is on the outside, so for the Titans to take away the middle of the field. They will need to play aggressive downhill zone defense with their linebackers and their safeties. And then in the running game, the Titans edge rushers will also be critically important. They need to pinch the Ravens offense and pitch their running game. Similarly, like we talked about in the passing game, the Titans cannot allow Lamar Jackson to break contain and get out on the perimeter, not just in scramble drills when he's passing the ball, but also in that read option game that the Ravens run in their base run Offense. The Titans cannot allow Lamar Jackson to get out on the outside, get out on the perimeter one-on-one with the members of the secondary. They need to pinch the edges with their edge rushers, get upfield, and not allow Lamar Jackson to break contain and get on the outsides. Likewise, 
using your edge rushers to pinch Lamar Jackson inside. You want to funnel the Ravens run game inside to your defensive tackles and your linebackers. The Titans were very successful last year in the playoffs against the Ravens, holding their running backs to only 42 yards. So the Titans need to find a way to do that again. Take away the running backs in the Ravens run offense. Force Lamar Jackson to feel like he needs to do it all himself, not only in the run game, but in the passing game. And you'll be able to force the Ravens offense into mistakes. And then finally, the Titans just can't beat themselves in this game. No critical errors in special teams. No turnovers on offense. No drive-killing penalties on offense. No defensive miscommunications that lead to broken coverages and busted coverages. Don't make it easy on the Ravens. The Titans need to get back to playing fundamentally sound football in all three phases to ensure victory against Baltimore on Sunday. So recapping my keys to victory for the Titans, they need to find a way to score first, score early, get an early lead, and force the Ravens to throw the ball and get out of what they do best, which is running the ball. The Titans need to have a copycat version of what they did against the Ravens in the playoffs last year. They need to mush rush. They need to play aggressive downhill zone coverage. They need to pinch the edges in the run game, funnel everything back inside, and they need to take away the running back on the read option against the Ravens offense and then finally they need to not beat themselves don't make any silly mistakes no turnovers on offense no drive killing penalties no big mistakes on special teams that result in good field position or points for the other team and no miscommunications on defense that result in coverage busts so that is the keys to the game from a macro version from a zoomed out version from a big stance against the Ravens let's zoom in here look at things on a little bit of a smaller scale let's zoom in the microscope and take a look at some of the individual performances that will decide this ball game. Before we get into that though, I want to tell you guys about Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. For me, it's three TVs on the couch with a 12-pack of Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football, watching, Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Let's dive into some individual players to watch as we continue our Football Friday game preview here on the Locked on Titans podcast. We just talked about my keys to the game from a macro sense, from a big picture standpoint, and that was the Titans getting an early lead using a copycat of their defensive plan from the playoffs last year and then not beating themselves with any silly mistakes. So let's dive into these individual matchups to watch. And I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball for the Titans. And my keys to the game, the big picture ones, kind of lead us in the direction of this first player matchup to watch. And that is the Titans edge rushers, Jadavian Clowney and Harold Landry against Lamar Jackson. So the Titans are going to try to take away the running backs in the run game for the Ravens. And they're going to try to force Lamar Jackson to beat them on the outsides. And the only way that's going to work is if the Titans edge rushers and Harold Landry 
and Jadavian Clowney find a way to keep contain against Lamar Jackson. And Jadavian Clowney has me worried because he's a very aggressive, risky player who likes to dart in and create penetration. And a lot of times that can result in giving up contain and giving up the perimeter. So Clowney's going to have to play extra discipline, maybe tone down the aggressiveness and the risky play and the gap shooting in this game and make sure that they don't let Lamar Jackson get out on the perimeter and break contain outside. You want to funnel everything into the interior of the defense in this game and the Titans edge rushers are going to be critically important in accomplishing that not only in the run game but also the mush rush that I talked about keeping Lamar Jackson in the pocket to make throws. That also relies on the fact that the Titans edge rushers Harold Landry and Jadavian Clowney are disciplined. That's going to include Rashawn Evans who should get more opportunities as an edge rusher. He has me worried as well because he can be very undisciplined and overly aggressive. So the Titans have to find a way to keep Lamar Jackson pinned up in the pocket and not let him get outside and and the people who are going to be most responsible for that is the Titans outside linebackers and their edge rushers and passing situations. So that's the first matchup to watch from a micro scent. Continuing that, Kenny Vaccaro and Kevin Byard against Mark Andrews. That's going to be a critically important thing to watch here. The the Ravens love going over the middle of the field. Mark Andrews is their number one target. That is who they like to go to, him and Marquise Brown. But Mark Andrews, number one over the middle of the field. Lamar Jackson loves working over the middle of the field. He doesn't have incredible accuracy and incredible arm strength to the outside of the field. So, taking away everything that he likes to do over the middle of the field, make him move to his second and third reads on the outside, will be critical critical for the Titans in this game and to kind of patrol the middle of the field in those zone coverages that I think the Titans will have to run. It'll be critically important that Kenny Vaccaro and Kevin Byer do that job. I think we're going to see Amani Hooker in this game playing deep safety to allow Kenny Vaccaro and allow Kevin Byer to come up towards the line of scrimmage and play those zones downhill aggressively. So will the Titans safeties and remember Kenny Vaccaro is going to get a lot of opportunities at linebacker in pass coverage situations, playing that linebacker role next to Jayon Brown, taking up the middle of the field. So, Kenny Vaccaro as a pseudo linebacker and a safety. Kevin Byard as a downhill safety. Will they be able to take uh, take over the middle of the field for the Ravens offense and take away Mark Andrews, who the Ravens love to throw to so much? That'll be critically important to watch as well. And then finally, who will match up on Hollywood Brown. That's that's a big one for me because, like I said, Mark Andrews is the Ravens' number one target in the passing game, but their second target is Hollywood Brown. And the tight with Chase Claypool, with A.J. Green, even with Allen Robinson, Malcolm Butler matches up with those physical wide receivers pretty well. Malcolm Butler does not match up with speed threats. So does that mean Breon Borders will get a heavy dose of Hollywood Brown? That That's something that I want to watch going forward because the reality of the situation is Marquise Brown has 431 receiving yards on the year. Mark Andrews has 358 receiving yards on the year. Those are the two top targets for the Ravens' offense. So how are the Titans going to take them away? I know that the safeties in the middle of the field will have the task of taking away Mark Andrews, but who will the Titans have 
take away Hollywood Brown. Breon Borders, will they just not match up and just Malcolm Butler on one side, Borders on the other, and wherever Brown goes is just where he goes. He doesn't play in the slot a lot, so it's not going to be Desmond King. He plays on the outside primarily, so who will take that matchup for the Titans' defense? That's something to watch there. And then on the offensive side of the ball for the Titans, Derrick Henry against the rookie inside linebackers of the Baltimore Ravens. And quite frankly, the rookie inside linebackers of the Baltimore Ravens are where two of my matchups will center on in the run game for the Titans. Derrick Henry obviously took it to the Ravens last year, allowed them to keep the ball out of the Ravens' offense's hand. Derrick Henry needs to have that same success, but the big matchup to watch is Derrick Henry against the inside linebackers in base. I think the Titans are going to go with their base offense a lot, multiple tight ends, try to run the ball down the throat of the Ravens like they did last year. The Ravens could be missing inside nose tackle Brandon Williams. They could be missing Calais Campbell, two players who directly responsible with trying to stop Derrick Henry. So with them out, that puts a premium on the Ravens linebackers here because the the job that Calais Campbell and Williams were able to do is they, they would body up the offensive line, not let them get up to the linebackers, and that lets these young, speedy linebackers, Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen, it lets them get to the ball carrier in a hurry. Well, if the Titans can not have to deal with Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams and they're able to get bodies up on these short, small, quick linebackers. Well, Harrison isn't small, but Queen is an undersized linebacker who plays incredibly aggressive and is very fast. Malik Harrison is an instinctive young guy. So if the Titans can get offensive linemen up on their bodies? Are they going to be able to disengage and then tackle Derrick Henry if they get one-on-one opportunities with Derrick Henry in the hole? Are they going to be able to bring him down? Can these rookies take on a stud like Derrick Henry? That's a matchup to watch. And then in the passing game, these guys... Patrick Queen has a 29.2 coverage grade. He's got a 28.9 overall grade. Malik Harrison has a 41.7 coverage grade, a 51.6 overall grade. These are the the matchups that the Titans need to attack. They have great safeties in Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott. They have awesome outside cornerbacks and Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphreys, and Jimmy Smith looks like he's going to be able to play. So the Ravens have a great secondary. They got a good up front group with Yannick Ngakwe, Matthew Judon, Brandon Williams, Clayus Campbell if he plays, if not Derek Wolf as well. So the real weakness that this Ravens defense has, if any, is that linebacker group of LJ Fort, Malik Harrison, and Patrick Queen. The Titans have to take advantage of them in the run game with Derrick Henry and then take advantage of them with Jonu Smith. Smith and Anthony Ferkser. Jonu Smith was having four or five catches a game during that 5-0 start. Since then, he's been down to one to two catches a game. Jonu Smith, when he's having success, the Titans offense has success. So get Jonu Smith going. Get Anthony Ferkser going against these poor linebackers, this weakness of the Ravens defense. That'll be key. And then finally, Ty Sambrilo against Yannick Ngakwe again. Can he handle that matchup? Yannick Ngakwe put it to him in the Minnesota Vikings game when Taylor one was out hurt. So will Sambrilo be able to study the tape and have a better performance against Yannick Ngakwe in this game and give Tannehill an opportunity to at least get the ball out of his hands and have some success in the passing game and have some consistency there. The final thing I want to say is the special teams coverage unit of the Titans in kickoff against 
the kickoff return unit of the Ravens. The Ravens are first in the NFL in average kickoff return yards at 31 yards per return. They have the fourth best starting field position on offense in the NFL on average starting at the 31-yard line of their opponent. So or their own 31-yard line. You guys know what I mean, their 31-yard line with, you know, 69 more yards to go to score a touchdown. So Nick DeZubnar, Darren Bates, Chris Milton, David Long, Joshua Kalou, Amani Hooker, will these guys step up in special teams and have a better performance guarding on the kickoff return? It will be critical to not give the Ravens offense any short fields, any good opportunities. So that's going to do it for my individual players and individual matchups to watch. We are going to move into the miscellaneous round to cap off our show. Going to go over the injury report. Going to go over fantasy, gambling, and my game and score prediction. like to have a little bit of fun to round out the Friday show. We talk so serious about scheme and technique and all the little game plan points that the Titans need to follow to come out victorious, but I like to have a little fun at the end. We're going to do some fantasy, some gambling, going to give you my score and game prediction as well, but before we get into all that fun, I want to update you guys on the injury report, and the Titans had an extensive one once again, so Jadavian Clowney did not participate in either day, but that is standard procedure for Clowney. Corey Davis sat out on Wednesday, but was a full participant Thursday. That was not injury related. Might have to do with the death of his brother. So rest in peace there, Titus Davis. And then wide receiver Adam Humphrey still struggling to get out of concussion protocol. Hasn't practiced this week. Adoree Jackson. This is the biggest, you know, uh, I guess, pain point for Titans fans looking at this injury report. Did not practice either day. Looks like he won't play again this week. Got to wonder when he'll be coming back, if at all, this year. Cornerback Chris Jackson with an illness did not participate either day, Wednesday or Thursday. This is where we get to the concern area. Center Ben Jones with a knee injury hasn't practiced all week. Roger Saffold with an ankle hasn't practiced all week. Dennis Kelly was limited on Wednesday and then didn't practice on Thursday. A.J. Brown was a full participant Wednesday and then didn't practice on Thursday with a knee injury. You also have Lorel Murchison and Michael Pruitt who hasn't practiced at both haven't practiced at all this week. Uh, Centerized Perry who got activated from IR on Wednesday was a full participant participant in both practices, but you know he's not a, a, an impact player for the Titans. And then Kareem Orr and Kenny Vaccaro were added to the injury report along with A.J. Brown. A.J. didn't practice Thursday. Kareem Orr and Kenny were both limited. So an extensive list for the Titans. Hopefully some of these guys are going to be able to play. You hate seeing A.J. Brown participate and then be a do not participate on Thursday, but some of these guys have just been rested throughout the week for most of the season, so maybe it's some of that Friday's injury status will tell us a lot more. And then looking at the Ravens here, some impact injuries to watch for them. Calais Campbell with a calf injury did not practice either day, Wednesday or Thursday. He was traded for specifically to come in and help the Ravens stop Derrick Henry. So that'll be something to watch. Uh, nose tackle, run stopper, Brandon Williams, similar thing. Hasn't practiced with an angle injury, ankle injury all week. So those are two critical injuries on the defensive line that the Titans will need to watch. And then 
then finally, cornerback Jimmy Smith with an ankle injury. Another key uh, injury update to watch for the Titans. Did not practice Wednesday, but was limited Thursday. He is set to play on Sunday. Some other injuries that aren't as critical for the Ravens. Defensive back Anthony Levine. It was not injury related, but he was a full participant on Thursday. Starting tackle Orlando Brown. Full participant on Thursday after being limited Wednesday, but it was not injury-related. Linebacker LJ Fort has a finger injury, but was a full participant all week in practice. Mark Ingram, Pernell McPhee, and Trace McSorley, that's running back, outside linebacker, and backup quarterback respectively, all did not practice Thursday, but none of those were injury-related. So that covers the, the most recent injury report for both teams. Let's get into my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview and talk some fantasy. Going to be Kind of short this week because it's a tough matchup for the Titans. I am playing Derrick Henry in season long, playing Jonu Smith in season long, playing A.J. Brown in season long because you kind of have to. Those are your studs. But as for daily fantasy, I would consider building a lineup around Derrick Henry, who on DraftKings is the fourth most expensive running back at $8,000. I would consider that as a foundational player and find some cheaper options elsewhere. But I do also like the tight ends here because of that matchup against those linebackers for the Ravens. So Anthony Ferkser, if you really want a cheap option, he is like the millionth most expensive tight end on DraftKings at $2,500. Johnu Smith is the fourth most expensive, but still a pretty low rate at $4,700. I would consider one of those options. So that's really all I have for fantasy this week. The Ravens do have a pretty good defense, so I don't like a lot of fantasy options for the Titans. Moving into the gambling portion of our show, keeping it plus 100. The Titans are five and a half point underdogs in this game. I love the Titans at five and a half points. I think this will be a close matchup. I don't see the Ravens winning by more than and five and a half. So I do like the Titans there. If you can get a six point teaser on that, get the Titans up to 11 and a half. I definitely love that. The over under right now is 49 and a half. I think that's a little high. I'd play the under on that. So if you can tease it up to, you know, 55 and a half, play the under on that, tease the Titans up to six and a half, take them there at 11 and a half, 11 and a half and under 55 and a half. I really like that combination. I like the under 49 and a half anyways, and I like the Titans plus five and a half anyways. Those are good bets to me. I like those. Uh, as for my score prediction, Capping off this Football Friday with a little bit of a game and score prediction. I do think that the Titans get back on track. So here's the thing about this game. The Titans kind of need a confidence booster. They need to remind themselves of who they are. They need to remember how well they were playing at the end of last year so they can get on that kind of run. And no better way to do that than to get back in Baltimore, beat Baltimore, and remind yourselves of exactly what kind of ball club this is for a stretch run that if the Titans are able to win this game against Baltimore, their schedule down the road is actually pretty decent. Win this game against Baltimore, win this game against the Colts that comes after that. And the Titans are pretty much secured in a playoff spot, if not the division, definitely the wild card. See, these are two just major weeks for the Titans. We're going to find out exactly exactly who they are when the chips are on the table. The Titans are all in these next two weeks. We're going to find out exactly what kind of ball club we have on our hands. But that's going to do it for me today. We went over the keys to victory from a game plan standpoint. We went over the individual matchups to watch. We covered the injury report. We covered fantasy. We covered gambling. And I gave you my game and score prediction. So everything you could want from a game preview you got today on the 
Locked On Titans podcast. Remember, Monday, game recap, tighten up, tighten down. Tuesday, the Tic Tac 4-pack. Wednesday, rewatch Wednesday. Thursday, crossover Thursday to begin our preparation. Friday, another game preview. So don't miss out on anything coming up on the Locked On Titans podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform you do stream and follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans as well. But that's going to do it for me today. Folks, have a safe and enjoyable weekend, and hopefully I am back to break down a Tennessee Titans victory. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.